What's up, everybody? My name is James York, and this is the B Podcast. The story behind the name B is that I'm a hip-hop head. Comments album B is my favorite album of all time. It's a timeless album about life and stepping into who you really are. And that's what this podcast is all about, to just be. To be you, to be great, to be the best version of yourself. Over the years, I've read hundreds of books and articles on self-help and becoming the best version of myself. I've had over a thousand hours of therapy and coaching, and as I go through this personal journey of becoming my highest self, I want to invite you to join me. Together, we will learn and grow each day, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, all while showing compassion and empathy to others, and having a little fun along the way. I'm no expert, but if I can learn something new and help you to grow, that's why I intend to do it. Thank you for listening to the Beat Podcast. Podcast with James York. We have a special guest in the building, a certified personal trainer, a fitness instructor, a mother, a social media influencer from Maywood, Illinois, my hometown. We have my friend Tanyel Miller. Tanyel, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey everybody, what's up? So first off, let's just tell the B community about yourself and how you got started as a fitness influencer, a personal trainer and how you got started with this this fitness lifestyle that you run. Okay, so my name is Tanya Miller. I am from Maywood, Illinois, like James said. Um, I am a certified master trainer and also a personal trainer too. So my background actually came from um, some actual past experience that I had. I was actually diagnosed with postpartum depression when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I had actually started going to therapy as like a form of, uh, well, actually I started going to what we call talk therapy. And so with the talk therapy, you know, most of the time when you go to therapy, the first thing that they say is like, oh, you know, get medication, do this, do that. So that was something that I was completely against. So the therapist that I was actually seeing, she was actually super cool. She was, um, I went to U of I in Champaign and she was actually alumni from U of I as well. So with me expressing all of my concerns and everything that I was going through, she was actually um, very supportive of me not taking the medication and she was actually a runner. So she actually has suggested me working out as a form of therapy. And when we actually started to, you know, just talk about fitness in general, that was actually one of the first things that I did, um, which actually helped me with my weight loss journey and also with my postpartum depression. And long story short, that's how I actually started, you know, falling in love with fitness just from seeing the results, how I felt, and just working with different trainers, which actually started me on my own fitness journey and started me to become a trainer as well. Yo, that's a dope story. And although I've heard that story before from you, it's always refreshing and enlightening to hear your story over and over again because it just shows how far you've come and just your mental wellness and your physical can you expound on like that mental health um, journey that you went on and how it helped you with your fitness? Um, sure. So for me, it was kind of tough at first because I feel like especially us in our community, you know, with the black community, mental health now is something that we talk a lot more about now. But at the time, it was something that I would say I was actually embarrassed about. So, you know, coming from a family where I felt like church was deeply rooted and prayer was always the answer. I was praying and I just felt like 
that wasn't it. Like that wasn't helping me. So actually going to see somebody and I'll take it back. Like for me, I felt like that, you know, when you look at TV and you see like examples of what therapy, I just felt like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to lay on the couch and they're going to be writing notes. But it wasn't like that. It was like I was talking to one of my friends and that was the part that I enjoyed about it the most. Like when I went and talked to this person, she was actually listening to me. She didn't take notes. She remembered everything that I said. She knew my name. It was kind of like talking to a friend. So just going back to that actual journey when I first started, again, like I said, it was something that I was embarrassed about, but I felt like that changed my life. So actually just sitting there and actually talking to her, and she was somebody who would listen to, you know, everything that I had going on. At the time, most of my problems actually dealt with um, personal issues that I was having as far as my relationship. But I actually had wound up seeing that same therapist from the time that I was pregnant all the way until I got ready to move to Georgia. So that was about when my daughter was three. So this was like somebody who I created a deep personal bond with. And just with that, you know, she grew with me as she grew with my daughter. So it went from me talking about my personal problems to me actually talking about the goals that I accomplished, the things that I wanted to do, me actually moving to a whole nother state on my own to embark on a new journey on my life. So it was a really good experience for me. That's amazing to hear. And I always tell my brothers, because as you know, black men can be stubborn. Like therapy is not when you sit on the couch or lay on the couch and then you just pour out to somebody and cry. Like it is a conversation and especially like that talk therapy, which you already described. Like it's like you talking to your friend and you it's times when you venting. It's times when you laughing. And yeah, you might cry, but it's all to get you to where you need to be and to clear out that mental space. So I love that. Yeah. And another thing too, that I will say as well, you know, I just feel like that again, in the black community, we kind of have that stigma when it comes to therapy, but it wasn't like that. I tell people all the time, therapy is pretty much like dating. Same thing when it comes to trainers, like you have to continuously find what works for you. If the first therapist you feel like, Oh, they're not my age, they're not this, they're not that. You can find somebody who you relate to, who you actually like. So one cool thing with me is, even though I am a personal trainer, I also work with insurance as well. And um, one thing that I tell people all the time and I educate them on is as far as finding a therapist that works for you. If you have a job, there are free resources where you can find a therapist. Also, you can actually find a therapist through your insurance company. Um, sometimes some churches may have some form of therapy that can help you as well. So for me, it was really cool experience because I actually researched my therapist. So I actually, well, no, I take that back. The first therapist that I had in, um, Chicago, that therapist was recommended to me by my, um, by my gynecologist. And then the therapist that I had in Georgia, once I moved, because I started doing therapy again recently, that therapist, I actually researched everything about her. So pretty much I knew that I wanted a black woman, you know, with everything that was going on as far as race. I knew that I wanted a black woman. I wanted somebody that was young, somebody that was, you know, business minded that can relate to me being an entrepreneur, also a mom. And literally everything that I wanted when it came to that therapist is what I found. So that's something that's pretty cool. You can actually call your insurance company 
if you um if you have an employee or if you are employed you can call your insurance company and they can help you narrow down and research the type of therapist that you want so for instance if you are a male and you want a male therapist if you want him to be black whatever it is that you want they can basically help you find that yeah that's so dope and i hope people are really paying attention to that because it's like you customized your therapist for your needs and right. people think that they just going to get the first person that walked through the door. And it's not like that. The example that you said about dating is exactly what the therapist that I had on my show, Adrian Langdon, said. It's just it's like you go through the, the rigmaroles of dating is the same thing with therapy. You know, you have to go through trial and error. So I love that example. Um, speaking of motherhood, and you talked about your um, your battles with postpartum. How did that translate over into your fitness journey and motivating other women? Um, I felt like that, again, when it came to my fitness journey, I felt like that I had to figure out my purpose and my reason why. And I feel like my daughter is actually like my purpose. Like that's somebody else that I'm living for. That's not me. So every decision that I make and everything that I do, it involves my child. So that actually helped me with my um with my fitness journey and also with my, I guess you could say with my therapy as well. When I first started therapy, like I said, I always talked about all the relationship problems that I had and just to see myself grow from talking about my relationship problems to my struggles with motherhood to actually overcoming different adversities and actually being an example for my daughter, which was something that I was super proud of. So that helped me actually start my career as a trainer and also just in my journey as far as my mental health as well. Wow, that's dope. And you talked about the struggles within the Black community, um, which we are both a part of. What do you think the biggest struggle is with um, staying healthy in the Black community and why we suffer from so many different diseases and, you know, physical ailments? Do you mean as far as fitness? As far as fitness and just keeping a healthy lifestyle um i think it's a lot of different i think it's a lot of different things that play into that so number one would i would say would be the access of resources so when i say that meaning a lot of times we don't know where to get the resources from or our resources are limited so with me being a female and in the black community, especially with me going through my own journey, that's something that I try to give back and do, you know, as far as moms go. So say for instance, a lot of people who are listening to this may not know, but I actually did an event called Mentally Fit before where I did it in Chicago and I had focused on, um, you know, just talking about mental, being mentally fit and physically fit. I had, you know, all these different things going on. But this year, I actually, or next year, I'm actually going to focus on moms. So it's going to be called Mentally Fit Mommy and Me Edition. But I'm actually going to talk about my experiences with postpartum. It just kind of focus on moms for Mother's Day and give them actual free resources that they can use. Because again, me growing up, I didn't really see too many Black people that inspired me to actually work out, commit to my health, think about my health. I remember back in high school, and I tell this story all the time because it's a funny story to me, but like even in high school and just with my family, I had asthma growing up. And out of my mom's four kids at the time, three of us had asthma. And I used to always use that as an excuse in order to get out of actually being physically fit. But that was something that actually inspired me to do 
my first, I guess you could say, complete my first big milestone, which was actually running the 10 mile race. So again, I just think the biggest issue would be the lack of resources and money too. Yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely think that our community um, has more resources than we had from our parents' generation, but it's still utilizing those resources because, like you said, we weren't raised to understand and know these different type of um, health, mental health, physical health, emotional health. And now we're starting to understand that now in this social media age. So I love that. So how did your weight loss journey help you in other areas of your life besides your physical health? Um, it helped my confidence tremendously because once I started feeling good and I started feeling myself like, oh, I look good, I'm fine. So I think that was something that actually helped me a lot. And again, as I started to gain more confidence, I started to be more confident in other areas of my life as far as just going out, speaking to people, being more open, even actually moving away from home out of my comfort zone and being with my family. So, I mean, again, I talk about this all the time and they say health is wealth and it really is because it inspired me to not only like be confident, move, start a business, like a lot of things that people don't think about doing. So that's one of the areas that I feel like it definitely helped me in. So what was your most difficult struggle in your journey that you faced? Like when you were on that journey of fitness, losing weight at first? Um, Being consistent. So my thing is I used to be a chronic yo-yo dieter and it wasn't until actually like a couple years ago, I would say maybe like, this is my fifth year being in Georgia. So maybe I would say four, five years ago, that I actually started being consistent on my fitness journey and just knowing like, I'm tired of doing this over and over and over again. Like I'm tired of losing the same 20 pounds every year. I tell people again, this story all the time. I will basically, my birthday is July 1st. So I would spend January through June pretty much starving myself and getting to my goal weight. And then I would turn up all summer. I would work out for another month or two. And then I would just go downhill for the holidays. But I got tired of doing that. So again, that's something that I teach women is how to stay consistent on their fitness journey, how to do things that they like, how to do things that they enjoy, how to incorporate their family, their friends in order to make this a lifestyle change, not just something that's just temporary to look cute for the summertime. Yeah, Thanksgiving was last week, and I'm going downhill, so I need to. <laughs> I need, you need to get it together. Get it together. Thanksgiving is a day we have to learn how to live in that day. I think that's something that's important too, because again, if you think about it, like that's something that our family did, but you have to learn how to break that curse and how to teach your kids and your family something different. So one thing that we, you know, we incorporate therapy in my program with my clients. And one thing that we were actually telling them is just that break the generational curses instead of sitting around drinking and eating six plates of food, go outside. If it's, if it's, you live in a nice city, go outside and play football or do an egg hunt or go on a hike or something like that with your family instead of just sitting around and eating food and drinking and playing cards all day long. Wow. You're right about that. You're definitely right. That's something that I can take a, a, a closer look at probably next year or even Christmas time. Right. Um, looking back on your weight loss journey, what would you tell yourself if you were going back on it now? What would you tell yourself, your younger self? Basically to not give up as easily. So I feel like the old I get when I face adversities, then I always tell myself, like, if you got past this a month ago, two weeks ago, 
a couple days ago. You could do it. I feel like younger, you know, we be all into our emotions and I feel like I didn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I just act like, oh my God, this is just never ending. I'm never going to lose this way. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And now growing up, I feel like even though it's still just as hard, I know that I'm not living for that moment or for that day or for that, you know, that holiday or that birthday. Like this is something that I have to continuously do. So just stay consistent. Would you tell that to somebody starting today on their fitness journey as well? I tell people that all the time. Again, Mm. I encourage people to make lifestyle changes and I only work with clients who want to make lifestyle changes. That's the first thing that I tell them. I actually interview people before they come into my program. And when I interview them, if you're telling me that you want to get a big butt and a flat stomach, I'm not the coach for you. But if you're telling me you want to make a lifestyle change, you want to, you know, be an example to your kids, then I'm the coach for you because I can help coach you and get you there in order to believe in yourself because I had to have somebody believe in me to help me get there. Absolutely. I love that. And in your bio, you say you help moms overcome depression and start feeling confident in their own skin, finding joy. Um, how do you achieve that through fitness? Um, so pretty much with my program. So I do a couple things. I do programs. I do events. I do. Um, I sell products. So with my program in general, that's something that's more, I would say, is long term and that I can help them do that. So pretty much with my program, I kind of focus on four areas of fitness. One is nutrition. So I pretty much show them what to eat and how to eat it. And I help them create meal plans that, again, that will help them be consistent. So, for instance, I've had meal plans where somebody tell me to eat two cups of egg whites or to eat a bowl of eggs. I don't like that. That's something that's not going to help me stay consistent. But if I can mix it with an egg or if I could replace it with chicken or something like that. So I educate them on things of that nature when it comes to nutrition. Also, when it comes to fitness, even though I give them a workout, I show them modifications, we do group workouts. You know, I also encourage them to do things that they actually like. Every workout doesn't have to be hard and something that you hate. So again, I encourage them to find workouts that they like that'll help them be more consistent and also find joy in their actual fitness journey instead of waking up every day and dreading the things that they don't want to do. Um, Again, a big thing that we focus on is mindset. So we actually have what we call mindset calls every Monday. So every Monday we get on a call as a group and we just go over different topics um, for mental health as it relates to fitness and then also just engaging in the community. So again, talking to me, I have three other coaches that work with me and just a group of women that I coach right now. I think I'm coaching about 20, 20 women. So again, just being in that community, I got a free Facebook community that's over 3,000 women in that community. And then also on Instagram, I have, I want to say like 38,000 followers. So again, that's a whole nother community within itself as well. Absolutely. How do you motivate those clients that's maybe going off the trail? Or, or, you know, going, it's the holidays, then they kind of getting off track. How do you motivate them to get back on track and stay consistent? Um, so we do biweekly check-ins. So again, I like my clients, the same thing that I said when it comes to therapy, I want us to have a relationship. I can't tell you what to do if you just look at me as like, you have to tell me this loud, be perfect. If something didn't work out, I want you to tell me, because we're going to come up with a solution in order to fix it together. 
if it just today was just a horrible day, that's fine. What made it so horrible? What can I do to help you? Or what can we do to make it better? So again, just actually establishing a relationship with my clients is what actually helps me to help them stay consistent. And speaking of those biweekly calls, um, I assume that you have some type of self-accountability measure in place. Like, how do you promote that during those so people can stay like accountable within themselves? So what I do is I actually have like an app and with the app, they actually follow workouts on the app and they check in on the app weekly. So that's one way to hold themselves accountable. And then again, I'm getting back on there and I'm checking out to them. So literally just before we got on this call, I got a client who hasn't checked in since November the 20th. So I'm sending her messages like, what's up? Tomorrow, December 1st. I don't have no pictures. I don't have no way in what's going on. Again, I got a message sitting there waiting right now. So hey, Coach T gonna get you. You better check in. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell a young woman who's been struggling with her self-confidence, with her weight loss journey? Um, she's not in your program. What would you tell her to get inspired, to get fit? Um, I would say number one. So, and it's funny that you said that because I'm actually creating an ebook as like the first step or guide in order to help people actually come up with ways like this. And literally the first step is the mindset. You got to work on your mind first before you even start this fitness journey. So the first step is actually finding out what's your reason why. Why do you want to do this? Some women are not moms. I pretty much work with all women, even though it's mainly moms, but some women aren't moms. Maybe they're doing this because they have a... um a medical, you know, thing that's wrong with them or something like that. So they need to find out what's that particular reason why. Also, another thing that I encourage is affirmation. So again, just speaking that positivity to yourself on a daily basis, just telling yourself that you can do this. Because when you can mentally get over the hurdle, then it's easy to push yourself to do the nutrition part and the physical part and talking to other people. But the first step is to actually conquer mentally what you have going on. No, nah, I love that. That's your program is all encompassing. Sounds like I mean, it's it's mental health, it's emotional health, and you talk about the affirmations. You speaking into your own existence. You speaking into yourself, giving yourself life. That's spiritual health, along with the physical. So I love that and what you're doing. Thank you. Why is diet so important in the process, and why do so many people overlook it? I feel like diet. So again, another thing that I talk about. And like they say, you are what you eat. Diet is important because if you think about it, the foods that you eat affect how you feel. So say, for instance, if I'm going to McDonald's and I'm getting a number one and I'm supersizing it, I'm not going to feel like I'm Coach T. I can conquer anything. I'm going to have the itis and then I'm going to want to eat a couple hours later because that food wasn't feeling. But however, when I'm eating something that's actually filling my body, even though I may be a little bit hungry still, you feel completely different. So when you know that you're having that nourishment and you're eating those fruits and vegetables and things that actually feed your body, it makes you feel like, okay, I can accomplish this. I can accomplish that. I'm on my A game. I'm doing the things that I need to do versus something that's not really serving you a purpose. Hmm. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I want you to give my listeners just a basic meal plan for somebody who's trying to get healthy, lose weight, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay, so I always say have a protein with every meal. 
for breakfast if you're gonna eat your fruits and vegetables I, I mean not fruits and vegetables sorry if you're gonna eat your fruits or your carbs i always say eat them within the first two meals so for what a typical breakfast for me would look like is basically a egg mix uh one egg mixed with a half a cup of egg whites some oatmeal I usually put some cinnamon and honey on my oatmeal and then I do a cup of um a half a cup of berries and then I also do two pieces of maybe like a turkey bacon or a piece of turkey sausage then for lunch I would say if you have carbs make sure you have it again the first meal and the second meal so with lunch I would pretty much do like a half of a sweet potato or a half of a cup of rice and then I would do meat and veggies with that meal and then my last meal is just strictly meat and veggies only Nice, nice. Thank you for that. No problem. So what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? I know you mentioned your daughter earlier. Um, what else keeps you motivated and going? I mean, for me, I just feel like with this newfound confidence within myself, I know I have goals in life that I want to accomplish. And I feel like so far I have accomplished a lot of things that I didn't think that I would ever accomplish in a short amount of time. So like, even for instance, like within the last year, I became a homeowner. I got a dream car that I've always wanted. You know, um, I'm making pretty much just amount, the same amount of money in my business as I am at my company, which eventually would lead me to actually becoming an entrepreneur soon. So a lot of these things I didn't think that I can accomplish. And I actually am, even though I have hurdles as most people do, but just knowing that if I did it, you know, the same attention that I'm giving it now, if I give it 110%, just imagine where I could take myself and the people that I can meet and the places that I can go and the person that I can actually be. I love that. Congratulations on all your recent success. Thank you. Love all of that. So talk to me about the business of fitness. Um, you know, it's grown and I know there's challenges that come with that. How have you come overcome these challenges to get as far as you are today? Um, so I'm still growing and learning. So again, it's not easy as most people would think. A lot of times, no lie, I feel like I want to throw in the towel and I want to give up, but I feel like I'm not a quitter. Like It's never been nothing in life that I've ever done that I feel like I haven't finished. So I feel like God has actually, you know, did this thing for me that I feel like I have to actually finish it and I'm going to finish it. So business... Being an entrepreneur, it's stressful from time to time, but it's definitely worth it. Like, especially for the type of business that I'm in, knowing that I can actually change people's lives. Like, that's something that I feel like is amazing. Like, right now, I've actually helped hundreds of women actually, like, change their lives and just listening to this, excuse me, listening to the stories that they actually tell me, you know, like, Coach T, like, I feel more confident or, you know, just telling me, like, about, like, oh, I don't have to take my diabetes medication anymore. Like things like those, that just lets me know like this is my purpose and this is what I need to do. So I can't stop now. I love that. How do you um how did you grow your brand during the pandemic when everything was on lockdown and shut down? I feel like I actually kind of blew up more during the pandemic. So the crazy part is that when I first moved to Georgia, I feel like this is kind of like a city of like hustlers. And I always kind of knew I had it in me, but I just didn't know what I really wanted to do. 
And so I remember coming down here like, oh, this friend know how to do hair. This friend know how to do nails. This friend, you know, know how to do this. I never really knew like what my thing was or what I knew how to do. But just, I don't know, like I used to do like little things like, oh, let me encourage people to work out. Let me encourage people to do this. And just from that, like over during a pandemic last year, I just started doing, um, just like little workout videos and things like that on Instagram. And I had actually wind up getting um, sponsored by a company as a brand ambassador. And that's what kind of like pushed me because they actually have like a half a million followers. And so they were, you know, posting me on their site and having me host like different things. And from there, pretty much, I mean, Coach T was pretty much kind of born. So again, just the response that I was getting from these women about like, you know, looking at my story and the things that I was posting on my page and seeing how I encouraged them, like that just helped me actually form my business. So during the pandemic, like while most people were just sitting there and just, and not no shade against, you know, nobody who was going through whatever they were going through during the pandemic. But I actually told myself, like when it first started, like either you're going to sink or swim. And I knew that I had to swim and I had to do what I needed to do. And my business, you know, slowly but surely blew up from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 38,000 followers on Instagram, you're helping, you know, thousands of women overcome. I would say so. I would say it definitely blew up. So I was there to witness your journey, where it all started. And I had a question about how you attack your goals. Um. So... I know that this is a podcast and y'all can't see it, but you can. So I will show you. So what I actually do, I did this over the pandemic and I did it again once I moved into my house, but I actually write my goals on my wall and I actually visually look at them and say them out loud every single day. So when it's a goal that I actually accomplish, I cross it off of my list. If it's something that I want to accomplish, I actually add it to my list. But again, just visually seeing these things, like even the same thing when it came to my house and also with my car, I could visually see myself in this house. A crazy story is that the particular house that I wanted, I wrote down everything about it. I wanted to be somewhere. I wanted it to be a brand new house. I wanted it to be somewhere um, in a nice school district for my daughter. I wanted it to have somewhere that I could film my content, which I wound up getting like a basement. So just those things I visually saw and I was able to, you know, do and accomplish. Yeah, no, I agree 100%, 100%. My podcast is all about growth mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. And I tell people to write down their goals in every single area. I have a vision book that I have and I have a vision board. If you can see mine, that's in the back right there. So I, I agree with everything you're saying and even the descriptions of like everything you wanted in your house, how you got it. That's not only manifesting, but that's putting the faith behind it. And in the Bible, in Habakkuk 2 and 2, that's one of my favorite verses that write, write the vision and make it plain. And that that's how that's how I do it, too. So I commend you on that. Your daughter has been in some of your videos. Um, how have you influenced her to take her own physical journey to the next level? So my daughter is literally like everything that I probably wanted to be and I actually still want to be. So my daughter is like a character within herself. I'm just going to tell y'all now she's going to be famous. 
So I'm just letting y'all know in advance. But um, as far as physically, like my daughter, she pretty much, um, like I said earlier, like anything that you want to do, you got to kind of teach your kids at an early age. So say, for instance, like when it comes to food, when it comes to workout, like all the other stuff, Janelle does it. So sometimes, again, she's a kid. I let her be a kid. But for the most part, we're not eating McDonald's every single day. We're not eating Chick-fil-A every single day. She pretty much eats the same type of diet that I eat. Now, she's not in love with vegetables. I'm not either. But however, she will eat pretty much for dinner, literally, before I got on this call, we had chicken and green beans. You know, I mix it up from time to time. It's not plain every single day. So we may add some barbecue sauce. You know, we may cook together, you know, things like that. But even when it comes to being physically fit, um, one of our favorite things to do is go on a hike together. So we actually do that too every Mother's Day. So again, like that's just something that I install in my daughter now and that I break those generational curses and I've actually influenced my whole family with that. So pretty much everybody in my family, they're not on the same level as me, but we pretty much talk about health, fitness all the time from my father to my grandparents, like pretty much everybody, including my daughter. And I think that's something that she'll take along with her in her life to be able to teach her kids as well. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And just that you ending those generational curses, like you said, when you were in high school, you were kind of, you know, you had the asthma and you didn't want to work out and things like that. And just seeing that she's already working out at her young age, that's amazing. So um, on your Instagram page, you promote body positivity and just embracing your curves, embracing the woman that you are. How do you think that that's translated into your fitness journey and just how you inspire other women? Um, I feel like, again, that goes back to that confidence. So I feel like now I literally live and breathe that life. So people see it like they could see it, they could feel it, you know, which encourages them as well and make them want to do the same thing. So again, like before, you know, maybe I was scared to wear like a crop top or a sports bra or something like that. But now, like, I just feel like I love myself and, you know, I feel like other women should love their self too. Like, I'm really not like, you know, one of those people that like body shaming or like things like that. So again, whatever makes you confident and makes you feel happy, that's something that I promote. I love it. I love it. What's your go-to workout at the gym? Um, More than likely a HIIT workout. I mean, I'm a weights type of girl. So, again, I like to do anything that pretty much involves weightlifting. Now, again, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I like weights. Like, again, I'm not just – I'm not a cardio bunny. That probably was, like, the first thing that I did – when I first started my fitness journey, because I didn't know what I was doing. And it's funny because I hear women say that all the time. Like, I want to help them get that confidence when they go to the gym. People look at them like, damn, okay, I see you. You know, she know what she doing. And I feel like that's how I feel now. I used to be shy when I went to the gym. I used to then want men to look at me, talk to me. Now I could care less. I put on my headphones and I keep it moving. Get out of my way because I need to get that weight or get over. Let me get this squat rack, you know, stuff like that. So I encourage women to do the same thing. I love it. I'm, you know, I'm in that heavyweight camp too. Like, especially when it's a long day, that's my therapy. Like getting in there, bench pressing, deadlifting, just lifting some heavyweights. Like people don't understand the cathartic feeling you get when you in there and you just lifting something heavy and listen to the right music. So right. I'm in that same camp. 
What do you tell women that's not trying to lift weights and think that like, oh, I'm going to be buff. I'm going to look like a man. Like, what do you tell them to get them to start lifting? Look at me. <laughs> I mean, like, you're an example. Uh, I like that. Like, look at me. Like, not, girl, you're not gonna look like a man again. Everybody's body is different, so that's what I try to tell people exactly too. When people come to me again, like I say, I help people who want to experience lifestyle changes, but everybody's ideal body goals may not be to look like me or to be buff or to be skinny it may just be to feel confident in the skin that they're in. It may be to get a little tone to lose, you know, a little bit of weight. So whatever it is that they want to do, I encourage them and I push them like, let's find out, let's help you get there. What is it that you like that can help you get there? If you want to lose 10 pounds and that's what makes you happy again, they may not want to pick up a weight and that's fine with me. No, that's, that's for sure. Um, the women that I see in the gym that's in the weight section with the men, they they look to be the most confident and the most toned, and, and just my opinion. And that's nobody shaming anybody that's in there. Everybody's doing their own thing and at the, their own level, like you said. But it seems like the women who do gravitate towards the weights are um, the most in shape just because of that aspect of it. So, for sure. So, what is next for your business and your brand? What do you see it going in the future? Um, so actually I'm working on expanding. So I have a lot of things going on and it's funny cause these things are on that vision board in my room, but right now, um, I'm actually working on expanding. So a lot of times, like I've been on my weight loss journey for so long that I had to separate my weight loss journey from my business, even though they are the same thing. So like, I feel like I've been doing my business for five years, but I haven't. I've really only been doing my business maybe seriously for a year and a half. So right now I'm actually working on expanding to products. I'm working on an ebook now that I'll be coming out with in January. I'm finishing up my website. Um, also working on getting more brand partnerships and also working on expanding my uh, mentally fit program. So again, that's my community outreach program that I like to do. So I'm actually working on putting that together now for May. It will be in Chicago. And again, this one is going to be special because it's going to be the Mommy and Me edition. So that's going to be May 14th. Just working on putting that together too for Mother's Day. And I look forward to being a part of that any way I could possibly help out. Thank you. So I'm going to give you time right now to shout out your business, any of your social medias, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitters. I'm going to give you time to promote anything that you have out there, anything that you want to share. Um, the floor is yours. Okay. So, again, my name is Tanya Miller, also known as Coach T. Pretty much all of my handles are the same. So, Twitter and um, Instagram, which, again, Instagram, that's my baby. But my Instagram and my Twitter is Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A-E-L-M. I have a Facebook community, which is the New Direction Support Group. So again, we have about 3,000 members in that group. It's for ladies only. Sorry, fellas, but if any lady, <laughs> if any lady wants to be a part of that group, then definitely um, you can search me on there. I have a Facebook page for my business, which is Tanya Miller Fitness. Also, my Facebook page is Tanya Miller. And I will be having a website coming soon, which will be Fit by TM. So www.fitbytm.com. 
And um, right now, like I said, I'm actually working on some things for the holidays. So again, if you follow any of my social media handles, then I'm pretty much posting on there all the time. You'll be able to see the different events that I have coming up and the different projects I have coming up as well. Cool child. You got a lot going on. I love <laughs> it though. I love it. So I never like to get people off of my platform without giving them their flowers. So Tanya, you've been my friend for almost 20 years now. We We getting old. (laughs) I love you like a sister. I'm so proud of you. Like as far as you come with your, your journey spiritually, mentally, and especially physically, you've motivated me in so many different levels in so many different ways. Um, you are a wonderful mother, you're a wonderful friend, a wonderful sister, and I just want to give you your flowers and tell you that I love you and keep inspiring women out there to achieve their best, to go after their goals, whether it's weight loss, whether it's mental, whether it's somebody dealing with depression or postpartum, like you are walking in your purpose and I want you to keep doing that for real. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're going to make me cry, even though I'm not a crier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wraps up the show. I really appreciate you, Tanya, for taking the time out to talk to the B community. Follow her on all her social media platforms. You got that. She gave it to you. And I'll talk to you all next time. All right. Bye, everybody.